Welcome to the State of Chiropractic Podcast. This is presented by the Chiropractic Defense Council, and I am your host, Baron Hoig, and I am thrilled you've joined us today. In the chiropractic profession, we understand the importance of staying informed, staying connected, and staying inspired. That's actually why we created this podcast. It's a platform dedicated to exploring the defense of chiropractic and how it affects your ability to serve the communities that you live in. In each episode, we're gonna dive deep into the latest issues surrounding the profession, industry trends, legislative developments that have shaped the landscape of our profession. We'll bring you thought-provoking interviews with renowned experts, practitioners, and advocates who are driving innovation and positive change within our profession. Our mission at the Chiropractic Defense Council is to provide a voice for chiropractors everywhere, defending your rights, promoting patient-centered care, and championing the value of chiropractic in the healthcare ecosystem. Through this podcast, we aim to educate, empower, and organize the chiropractic community. So whether you're a seasoned chiropractor looking to expand your knowledge or an ally of the profession, you're in the right place. We are here to share insights, debunk myths, and spark meaningful conversations that will shape the future of the profession. Before we begin, a special thank you to our incredible profession who make this podcast possible. Your commitment is truly commendable, and we could not do it without you. So... Get ready to embark on an enlightening journey as we explore the state of chiropractic. Together, we'll uncover untold stories, discover groundbreaking research, and delve into the fascinating world of chiropractic. And don't forget to subscribe to the State of Chiropractic podcast so you'll never miss an episode. Also, stay connected with us through our website and social media channels where you can share your thoughts, ask questions, suggest topics for future episodes. So thank you again for joining us today. Now let's dive into the world of chiropractic and embrace the limitless possibilities it holds. Welcome to the State of Chiropractic podcast. All right, everybody, I got another great episode here for the State of Chiropractic with Dr. Neil Cohen. And uh, Doc, thank you so much for taking some time to chat with me today. Um, Excited to have you here. Thank you. I am honored to be here. I, I, I love you very much. And you've always been such a advocate for our profession, man. And I just want to urge you and encourage you. Keep it going. Keep it going, man. Thank you for having me. Well, I appreciate it. And and we do. You and I have such a unique story. Um, our most common thread between the two of us is our relationship with Christ. And that's actually how we let a great friend of ours um, kind of introduced us um, back. Oh, gosh, we got to be going on 10, 11 years now. And and um, and it was awesome to our first conversation. We spent time in prayer. And that was probably one mm-hmm. of the coolest you know, coolest things about this relationship. And then we've just kind of stayed in contact over the years on what each other is doing and where things are going. And I've invited you on this podcast specifically to kind of talk about this idea of chiropractic education. Um, You know, there's a lot of theories in the profession right now. It costs too much. The schools are overcharging. NBC is charging too much for for board exams. And there's a lot of criticism right now that, you know, uh, of generational chiropractors not sending their kids back to school because the the earning potential versus the cost of education, all these negative type perspectives. And I, as a guy that just had a daughter graduate from Sherman and my son's headed down to life uh, next month. You know, I, I've never had that negative. I've always felt there's plenty of money to be made in chiropractic. They're going to pay their loans back. I'm not worried about that. I'm just more worried about them being principled in what they're doing, that they have a reason for wanting to be a chiropractor. But I wanted to have a conversation with you. For those of you that may not know, um, Dr. Cohen served in the executive staff at Sherman for, gosh, I don't know, maybe 10 years, nine, 10 years. Yes, sir. 
So you have an intimate look at from, you know, dealing with the students and you had such a unique position at Sherman and being able to work with the students as well as working with the profession as a whole to help people better understand kind of where Sherman was going. And before anyone gets all, you know, gets all tight in a wad here, Dr. Cohen's a friend of mine. I'm not here promoting one school over the other. As I said, my son's going to life. I support Life West. I do a number of, you know, I have friends at a number of schools. This isn't about a school. This is a unique perspective of a gentleman that I respect that is going to be talking from his experience of kind of where we're at with the chiropractic education process in, in the United States here. Well, and maybe the profession at large as we get into this. So Dr. Cohen, why don't you just kind of share with our listeners a little bit just of who you are, how you got to the position you did at Sherman, and then we'll kind of dig into some of the topics. So, so the short the short answer is, God was molding me for many many years, uh, and I was unaware, unwitting that He was turning me into a a leader within this profession. I was always a leader within my practice. I always loved practice. I was committed to the principles of chiropractic. Praise God! I went to uh, Life College when Dr. Sid Williams was there. And I learned about lasting purpose, giving, loving, serving out of your own abundance without any expectation of return. I, I came out of the DE family. Uh, I really loved chiropractic from the perspective of what it could do to transform humanity. And yes, you could make a good living as a chiropractor as well, but that was never my initial motivation, although it is some people's. And it's not a wrong motivation. I just want you to know where I was coming from. And after many years in practice, Dr. Cordero got the call to Sherman, and uh, within a very short time, uh, he had asked me to join him to be his partner in uh, really bringing Sherman to its rightful place. And we were able to do that. We were uh, we worked side by side for ten years. We traveled the world, as you know. Uh, we 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 saw we saw each other in different places uh, all over the United States and the world, and. Uh, it was just an amazing experience. And I got to I got a real, not only an inside view of how a chiropractic college could remain pure and unsullied, but also the problems from a that that we that we see within a profession. I had the 10,000 foot view too. I got to visit other campuses. I spoke to students from almost every campus, and I understood what was happening within our profession. And frankly, what it, what I saw uh, concerned me very much because you talk about you know chiropractic and what it costs to go to school and people throw a lot of numbers out there. And by the way, I would be very cautious about those numbers. I would ask people to show you the data before they start throwing those. There's one number in particular that people throw around. I won't say it, but it's really 250,000. People have been saying that for many, many years. And frankly, when you do the math, it's really not the case. But with that being said, higher education, it costs money to go to school. I mean, if you want to be a dentist, if you want to do anything in graduate level, it's going to cost you a lot of money. But here's the thing. It's more about return on investment. Right. It's really not about how much does it cost you. It's about what am I going to get for the amount of money that I'm spending? And I've always said that your choice to go to a chiropractic college sets you on a trajectory that will forever change your chiropractic mm -hmm. life. And unless you understand that from my perspective or the perspective of doing your own research, it really doesn't make sense because 
It's just like going to a chiropractor. Well, I'll go to chiropractor A or I'll go to chiropractor B. We know that not all chiropractors are created equal. Uh, from a philosophical perspective, from an adjusting perspective, from right. a, uh, a bedside manner perspective. And so a lot of people go to a chiropractor, we know this, and never receive a chiropractic adjustment. So how would you like to go to a chiropractic college and never really learn about chiropractic? That's not a good thing. And that sets you up for failure. That sets you up not only to, to have uh, uh, enmity between you and the profession, but you are you have made this decision. You go and typically students today will go where it's close to home. Not a good idea. You've got to do your research. There's only a very, very small number of chiropractic colleges or universities that are teaching you the art, science, and most importantly, the philosophy, the why you do what you do. So I would urge anyone who who is thinking about their children going or their patients going definitely do your research and find out what is the best fit for you and know that unless you have a good philosophical base, unless you have the technical skills to find the subluxation and be able to correct it, you're setting yourself up for a very difficult life. Yeah. And you know, there, there, and that's very important because you're right. Most people choose based on geography, where's closer to them. What's the closest route to get home rather than visiting schools, finding the school that is right for them. And one thing that I've always loved about life in Sherman, and I can only really speak to those two because I haven't been to any of the recruiting events with the other schools, is that you guys are unapologetically like, this is who we are. If this doesn't work with you, don't come here. You know, it's not a bait and switch. Like, we'll say whatever we've got to say to get you in. It's you guys are very, you know, very intentional about making sure that people understand we're a vitalistic school. This is where we stand. This is what you're going to learn here. This is what our objectives are to get you through the program. So it, you know, with that said, you know, from my perspective, now dealing in a number of different countries, working with chiropractic schools in New Zealand, chiropractic schools in Australia, working in countries that don't have schools, but yet have relationships where um, they're being told what chiropractic is from a different perspective than that of what we believe chiropractic to be. And again, those of you watching, I'm not getting into a straights and mixers argument here. I'm talking about creating the infrastructure for a profession in areas of the world that doesn't don't understand it at all. And so they're very open to whatever's being said. And for us to go in and say that chiropractic is a mechanistic back pain, neck pain, you know, pain-centered only entity, which is what we're dealing with in Europe, which has been a massive problem in allowing chiropractors to practice the full scope of their education, which is what we have here in the United States and we need to protect. One of the goals that we have within the Chiropractic Defense Council is to make sure we're protecting the rights of our chiropractors to practice based on the level of their education. And so we, but there is a concern now with schools opening up around the country and, and around the world that don't have that, three-legged stool that you were talking about, you know, the art, the science, and the philosophy to ensure that it enables its graduates to go out and practice in a level that makes an actual impact in their community. And so talk to me about that a little bit, because I know you saw some of that transition being a member of ACC and, and for a period of time anyway, and, you know, looking at the climate of the schools and, and the dangers that we're facing as a profession without really taking a serious look at how this stuff's developing. Well, the, the interesting thing is, is this, this is not a new battle to our yeah. profession. Uh, it's really as old as the profession. And what we have to realize is it 
we have to understand what is the motivation, what is the driving force behind moving chiropractic into a realm that limits its scope and understanding. I think once you put yourself in that position and realize, and it's, it's really, you know, I'd like to keep things as simple as possible. We don't have to get complicated. It's much easier to sell chiropractic as a mechanistic model. It's just easier. People are, are, are brainwashed or programmed is probably a more appropriate word, programmed to believe that healing comes from the outside in. And so a chiropractor applying an outside in philosophy, if I move a bone where near where it hurts and you feel better, well, that's better than taking a drug. And so chiropractic never really moves the needle with that mindset. What we have to do, and, and I think, you know, and thank God for you, is we have to develop a strategic plan within the profession. We have to develop uh, organizational management principles that are that we can give to the public that really uh, glorifies the true identity of chiropractic. It's not about fighting for what chiropractic uh, isn't over here. It's telling people who we are, what we do. And it's very, very simple. We have to ensure that the public gets the main message. And the main message is, is, is very, very simple. And I would say, it this way, if I was to keep it as short as I could, I would tell people the reason why you go to a chiropractor is the same reason why you brush your teeth. It's good for you. And let's just start there. It's just good for you. Now, if you say to me, well, why is it good for you? Now we can open the door. The door now opens and I say, well, you have to understand that the body is self-healing. If you cut, the, uh, you cut a corpse, it doesn't heal. If you cut a, a live individual, he heals. So what heals us is life. And life is really the most important product that you receive when a chiropractic adjustment is done properly. You get more life to the cells, to the tissues, to the organs, so your body can recreate and express itself in, its, in, in the best possible way for you to be the best version of yourself. Unfortunately, we have things in our lives that interfere with our life, create uh, uh, obstacles and struggles within our body. And that leads to usually something that gets named. We never wanted to get to that name thing. We would love to see children coming in the office just to get checked and make sure that they stay clear for their entire life. I don't believe that everybody needs an adjustment. I believe that everybody needs to get checked. And so if you think you only need an adjustment based on the fact of how you feel, you've missed the entire boat with chiropractic. So chiropractic has to start by really identifying itself and anchoring into who chiropractic is. We all have an identity. Baron Hogue, Neil Cohen, I can't be Baron Hogue, you can't be Neil Cohen. So why are we trying to be something that we're not? Easy, because it's easy to sell. A lot of people have back pain. A lot of people have headaches. A lot of people have neck pain. Oh, and I know we're just gonna get them in there and then we'll tell them the story. Well, that doesn't always work. Yeah, very let's seldom be, works. <laughs> yeah, let's be who we are. Yeah. And then on the other side of the coin, you have very few people saying, here's my child. I want him to live clear the rest of his life because that we haven't done a good job. So chiropractic, and according to Reggie Golden, he said this, it's the poorest promoted profession in the history of man. And I believe it's still true today. So what we have to do is we need soldiers. We need people that not only understand and agree with what chiropractic is, 
but be able to articulate it, be able to bring that out there on social media. But instead, what happens is we look for easier methods of bringing people into our office. Because listen, at the end of the day, we all need to survive. And the same thing happens with the schools. So the schools have really taken on that same mentality. If we can just bring a bunch of students in and make them chiropractors, oh, we're really making the world a better place. But at the end of the day, if those students don't understand what chiropractic is, are you really making the world a better place? So it's it's a very, very convoluted uh, uh, issue that really needs to be unpacked. But at the end of the day, what we must do is we we must create a strategic plan. And that's why I'm so grateful for, for, for you and for, for a few others that are not even chiropractors that just love our profession so much. Well, yeah. And that's very well said. And, you know, our, our struggle that I have from my perspective in the work that I do being on the legal side of this, looking at the issues that we're facing, whether it be regulatory um, government, uh, you know, attacks from pharma or insurance companies, whatever the case may be, it, you know, it does, it does, it, it becomes systemic from the standpoint of the lack of clarity of who we are, what we do and what our world is or our worldview for our profession. And so, you know, the strategic plan is a huge thing. And I know there's a movement with that within our profession right now. I'm, I'm, I'm good friends with a number of the people that are in that, but the higher ed side of it is something that I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about, not only because my kids are in it and just completed it, but because I, I, I see a reality where the demand for what the, what we do, the world is looking for, but if we don't call it what it is, then they're still not going to look at us for the answers. And that's, that's the biggest fear that I have as we're fighting battles, whether it be COVID related issues, whether it be regulatory issues, whether it be uh, censorship, which is what we're dealing with Australia, New Zealand, where they're just not allowing chiropractors to speak the truth because they're saying there's no evidence to support it. And the reason there's no evidence to support it is because our profession has largely put its bank in the pain realm. And so we don't have a lot of great research. Thank God for people like Heidi Havik and, and other individuals that are out there doing the research on things that are outside of the pain spectrum, showing that there's you know a, a stimulation of the prefrontal cortex with an adjustment, which does correlate to things like the immune system and correlate to things like regeneration. So we're getting there. It's getting better for sure. But yeah, you're 100% right. I, I think the day of our profession, you know, disassociating itself from philosophy. I think we can all agree that as you stated in its simplest form, you need it because it's good for you. Yeah. I think that's such a, that's such a simple, but perfect thing. Well, doc, so obviously you were with the school for a while. I know you're not there anymore. What what are you doing now? What, what, I know you're still loving chiropractic. You're still expressing yourself in a, in a different way, but what, what is it that you're into these days? So, uh, you know, Sherman college was really good to me. It was good to my family. Uh, I think it's got a great curriculum and I think it's got a great clinical experience, wonderful faculty, wonderful staff. Uh, I think it was a great opportunity for me. Dr. Cordero, myself and our team wish so much, but you know, Corey has a final chapter and this year was the final chapter for me at Sherman. And it's a, it was wonderful while it lasted. But now I've moved on to the next season, uh, I think will be very, very unique and different for the profession. What I have done is I've set up a coaching program that's God-centered, that's based on biblical principles that allows chiropractors to be successful, not only in their life, but also in their practices. So I have a, a system that we apply 
and it's it's a boutique type system. Everyone is different, and that's the interesting thing. It's the same way you take care of people in your office. You don't give everybody the same adjustment. You figure out where their subluxations are. Where are the obstacles? Let's go ahead and remove them. And you, they have to want them to be removed. And sometimes those are hard conversations. But we help people personally develop, professionally develop. Uh, we teach things uh, uh, as far as good communication skills, behavior styles, leadership training, um, all of these things that are necessary for successful chiropractors to take their practice and their lives to the next level. Unfortunately, as there is an attack on the chiropractic profession and its identity, chiropractors suffer as well. Sometimes there's an attack on their family. Chiropractic's a tough, tough industry. There's a lot of wounded people in chiropractic, especially those that want to practice pure, unadulterated chiropractic. And they need partners, they need spouses that are supportive. And oftentimes, that can become a difficult situation. Marriages are failing. Uh, you know, things are, are happening within the world where there's really an assault on truth. There's an assault on family. And I want people to understand that if you go back to the basics, if you go back to what God says about what we need to do and do those things, then you're going to have a better life. The first thing that we need to do is understand who we are. Oftentimes we're trying to to be someone else. We compare ourselves with others. And that's a big mistake because you're unique. And we have to find out what your unique gifts are, teach you to apply those gifts in a biblical way. It's not religious. It's about applying God's truth because God's truth is all truth. All truth isn't God's truth, but God's truth is all truth. And once we can apply that, and this is the success that Dr. Cordero and I had at Sherman College, Everything we did, we did to glorify him. And in doing that, we were blessed. We yeah. can have a blessed life in chiropractic, but you have to know where your relationship begins. Your foundation has to be scripture. It has to be God and it has to be truth. And that's what I want to teach chiropractors to have. And there's a lot of lost ones out there, especially now that may have went to some of the schools where they didn't learn to adjust. They don't know how to communicate the philosophy. So I'm there to help folks. So I've started a coaching group called Above Down Success Coaching, and it, we've gotten off to a great start. I've, I've made a lot of calls uh, with folks, and we're, we're already helping people. So I'm super excited. That's awesome, dude. I love it. Well, there's never, you know, there. I, I love the diversity of the coaching programs in the profession, and and I, I, I just salute you. I'm glad you're doing it. You're perfectly suited from it. As a friend of yours that has known you, uh, personally, uh, throughout the years, I love it. And I, I can't wait to see really how you're expressed when you have no more real restrictions. I mean, not that the school restricted you, but it is a higher ed. Yeah, there, there's boundaries there right now for you to not have those because you're doing your own thing based on God's call. It's going to be exciting to see what that looks like. Well, brother, thank you so much for your time with us today. Love your perspective. Thank you for sharing your truth with us today. And those of you watching, uh, we'll have Dr. Cohen's link below. You guys can find that. And if you're interested in what he's doing in his program, and as always, we are here to make sure that the profession of chiropractic becomes the number one healthcare choice in the world. And we're going to protect the rights of our people. So we love you. God bless you. Have an incredible week. And we'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much. God bless you. And that brings us to the end of another enlightening episode of the State of Chiropractic podcast brought to you by the Chiropractic Defense Council. I'm your host, Baron Hoig, and it's been a pleasure to delve into the world of chiropractic with you today. 
We hope that this episode has provided you with valuable insights and perspectives on the ever-evolving field of chiropractic. Our mission here at the Chiropractic Defense Council is to foster education, awareness, and advocacy for chiropractic professionals worldwide. And we're grateful to have you as part of this community. Remember, knowledge is power, and it's crucial to stay informed about the latest advancements, research, and legal developments in chiropractic. By empowering ourselves through knowledge, we can make informed decisions, advocate for our profession, and ultimately provide the best care possible to our patients. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the State of Chiropractic podcast so that you'll never miss a future episode. We have a lineup of esteemed guests and and thought leaders in the chiropractic community who will continue to share their expertise, offering you a well-rounded understanding of the profession. We'll also like to express our gratitude for our unwavering commitment of chiropractic contributors. Without your generous contributions, this podcast could not exist, nor could we do the work we're doing around the world. So this is a heartfelt thank you to all of you. Until next time, stay aligned, stay informed, and keep making a difference in the lives of those you serve. God bless.